welcome back to We Are Live. Welcome back to the show. If you're watching on the live stream, we thank you. Appreciate you sharing and uh, letting people know about the show as we grow. How was that a wrap? Oh Jesus Christ! Please oh, stop. Is that a is that a wrap? Uh, we've got Ferris oh. Val today. Oh okay. Taking the Lord's name in vain. I guess that answers our earlier question of why you have problems with white saviors. Oh my God. Mm-mm-mm. We gave y'all one, man. We gave you y'all Captain America. Mm. We rooted for Iron Man. <clears throat> How many more white uh, saviors do I need? Before the show started, what are your least favorite uh, Marvel films? I believe you said Iron Man 2 and 3. Iron Man 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. And Thor, The Dark World. Oh. Hmm. Conflicting with the Dark World name, mm. not a problem. But uh, so mm. let's see. Tony Stark and uh, Thor right. happen to be Caucasian superheroes. They happen to be Caucasian superheroes, huh? Is Gardner, are you noticing a trend here? Oh, I'm picking it up on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you guys have a problem with it, why don't we go ahead and start the Great American Race? He's laughing his sick ass off. That's the wrong open. <laughs> Oh my God! Welcome to the show. That was for Devil's Advocate. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have an open for great. Don't don't bail on your camera shot whenever you mess up. No, put it back on. Wear the shame. Okay. Now what? Uh, Just sit with it. Just be. Can you make it where you're? Oh, is this what Travis does? Okay. So Travis talks, and then like when no one talks. That's yeah, we, kind of we have to sit in it. Okay, Trav, uh, five seconds of him just sitting in his stupid joke. It said it was the, wrong, a mess up. the yeah. wrong open. Yeah, he did apologize. Because there isn't an open. There isn't one. Uh, so the Great American Race, we have uh, credit scores attached to our names, and uh, we bring each other stories about each other's race, and then Mr. Gardner is the sole arbiter in this situation. He assigns a lack of points or add. Can we add points? Um, no, we're only okay. taking points. Only well, you know, I guess technically we could, but hey, it's it, your world. Yeah, it really just we're depends just on what we want to do. This is a great opportunity for us to determine which race is superior. Oh. And so, oh, great we point find by the stories. triangle assassin, real quick. Okay. Uh, it says he's not really uh, Caucasian, he's Asgardian, another race Travis hates. I don't care. There are black ass guardians. I don't care. They are. There are some black ass guardians, but I don't see them at the meetings. Black ass guardians. Mm-hmm. Black mm-hmm. ass guardians. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, baby girls. I don't. So you guys get what? One story each. We year? get one story each that we believe will negatively reflect each other's community. In this particular case, uh, I will present a story that I believe poorly reflects the white community, and Chris will do the same. Uh, what he believes poorly reflects the black community. Okay. Uh, so there's always um, a major story. We've noticed this theme since we've been doing this show. There's always a major story, and Chris and I always come to each other and go, are they black? What's going on with that? Are man? they white? Mm-hmm. So we always want to know because we know we're going to have to answer questions throughout the day from strangers about why I raised it a certain thing. Now, we're using a credit score. Yes, we are. Um, to determine who's winning. We're doing it. Or the month, right? Yes. Okay. So you hit me hard last week. Well, and the credit score starts at eight fifty. Yes, as the top. Yep, yes. That's where Chris started. You started at seven fifty, yes. right? I just now, what's the reason em- for that? Well, I want to emphasize how even in financial markets, it is systematic racism. Mm-hmm. Okay, it still does exist, giving advantages to white Americans. Chris starting life on third base. 
So after last in week... A tra- in a trailer. <laughs> I, too, uh, have lived in a trailer, Travis. Everybody has lived in a trailer. That have you lived in a trailer? I have not. It would be oh, considered okay. wanderlust now. Mm. <laughs> On Instagram. How I, quaint. They're in oh a trailer. Oh, my God. Look at the minimalist. Oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> so after last Bitch, week... Bitch, we're poor! <laughs> <laughs> we're... Uh, we're going to take a look at the scores here. Okay. I believe I walloped you last week. Yeah, I think Chris did kick my ass last week. There you go. There's my credit score. Wow, we've got credit scores. Now, don't have him update those in real time, for no, God's sake. Yeah, it. it's tough Gardner, to do. Gardner, if you're new to the show or you're just tuning in, not really. Uh, he is an old dog who has mm-hmm. learned some new tricks, but we're very apprehensive about adjusting the trick. Basically, with this this scoreboard here, you'd have to create an entire new one to <laughs> to update it. So, so I don't think it's going to work. For those of you listening, again, mine's at eight ten. Travis is at six hundred. Why is mine so much better than his? Other than the uh, false start that I got. You what do you kicked it off last week? You kind of you hit me hard. Was it the R. Kelly story? No. Nope. What was the story that Just, got me? Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Was it, oh, was yeah. it Gardner? Do, you, do we know? Yeah, Jesse kind of hit me hard in the, in the credit score department. Yeah, that Jesse. sucked. Jesse like, Smollett. I, yeah. I was hoping to start this. And his Nigerian white dudes. Oh, boy. Mm. And I was certain that I was like, oh, there's no news story that can take place in the Black History Month that can absolutely, oh, boy, it's happening. Yeah. So it did happen. It did happen. All right. Well, Chris, since you started Oh, no, no. Off, what was Travis's, though, last week? Travis's was, I don't recall. I don't recall either. Really? There's just so much white hate in your head. There is so much. You can't uh, whittle it down. My cup runneth over with hate. Okay. It was a pretty good, oh, no, I remember what it was. It was the uh, Colorado Sporting Goods store. Yes, right. that's right. That had to shut it, down mm, after refusing to sell Nikes. Which because was, of it was really a good story. And then the, the Jesse Smollett thing happened and I just... There's no way I could have come back from that one. Okay. All right. Chris got a bailout call. Chris mm-hmm. did get a bailout call, but I think today I may have him. Today oh, I may okay. have Chris. Uh, now, careful, because I've got an ace in the hole. All right. But uh, please. All right. You're the lower score and the uh, worst player. Your, so your, your, your credit score is about to take a hit, I believe. And that's thanks to Lieutenant Christopher Paul Hassan. Oh, really? He really? Is a, <laughs> Mr. Hassan is a really? self-described white supremacist, and he apparently maintained a hit list of prominent Democrats and journalists. Kind of like the uh, left-wing dude who drove from Illinois to D.C. to open fire on the uh, conservative softball game. Look, we didn't have a segment then, so <laughs> law enforcement <laughs> officials will conduct a complete sweep of Coast Guard headquarters where a self-described white nationalist whom the government has accused of being a domestic terrorist worked. Terrorist. A- According to internal messages to workers in the internal message obtained by CNN, Coast Guard Headquarters Commander Rear Admiral J.M. Voljnik. Oh, wow. Got a Russian working for Coast Guard. That's not a good sign. Mm. He said that uh, they will monitor uh, all his electronics closely um, and they will look at his surveillance. This white man was planning on killing other white people. Mm. You can't tell me how you don't take points from that. And then he threatened to kill political officials he had hoarded weapons chris mm. he was uh, charged with illegal possession of a firearm and ammunition as well as possession of the controlled sus- substance tramadol so he's a drug too tramadol yes i mean i what? bet you would know it what is tramadol a tranquilizer uh sure sounds like it sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh he apparently espoused extremists and white supremacist views 
and that he relied on a manifesto from They've Anders got a manifesto. Breivik, a Norwegian who was convicted in 2011 in a terror attack that killed 77 people. Mm. Mm. The defendant is a domestic terrorist bent on committing acts dangerous to human life that are intended to affect government conduct, said the court documents. Huh. So this young man was uh, inspired by the white supremacist movement and was on his way to murdering a lot of Democrats and journalists, including many at MSNBC and CNN. One thing I will say about white supremacy, it's very organized. It was. He had like, he looked, they had manifestos. I saw his weapons cache. It was, uh, it was fair yeah, enough. Yeah, just a few, you know, bombs and uh -huh. shotguns, sniper rifles, a few M50. <laughs> sniper what? Sniper rifles. Snipper rifles. Yeah, that's that's going down for your okay. sentence of the week. So you've Damn. got a you've got a domestic. Yeah, so uh, I would terrorist. have to say that Potential Mr. Lieutenant domestic. Christopher Paul Hassan is right now the guy that's going to put a dent in your credit score. So take that, white America. I'll say this, and Travis actually brought it up. I have the R. Kelly card to play. This is getting worse by the minute, but by my um, calculations, it's only going to get worse. It's going to get more horrific. And there's going to be more evidence presented. Ooh. So I'm going to pocket that no, with my comfortable That's lead. That's an interesting <clears throat> move. Now interesting is the strategy. time to play. From TMZ oh. Sports. So we, uh, in between morning radio and this new show, uh, we, uh, we didn't get to cover a lot of stuff. What we did miss on January 23rd was former heavyweight champion, Mike Tyson, you guys remember him? Yeah. Reignited his career in The Hangover. He uh, even did a spoken word tour. He's America's darling, despite having um, a rape conviction and uh, some assault charges and other uh, crazy behavior, correct? Okay. Uh, also of note, says he recently uh, got down with some mushrooms or uh, ayahuasca or something, doing some things to expand his mind. Yeah, he's living out in Nevada, so that makes sense. <clears throat> he's got a weed ranch he's starting too. So away from the positive. Mike Tyson, <laughs> convicted uh, felon, right? Okay. He says he was inspired to sing. So you brought up a potential terrorist, right? Oh, boy. He was inspired by an actual dictator who could be known as a terrorist or a terror provider okay. of source. Tyson was talking to Rolling Stone about his vocal cameo on the upcoming Madonna song. This is also a ding on your credit report to the mm, black community oh that boy. Mike Tyson is... Uh, <clears throat> participating in the song Iconic, and he drew inspiration from none other than Benito Mussolini, the former Italian dictator. When I did it, says Tyson, I think about being some guy like Benito Mussolini, and they're really arrogant, but you try to come from a positive perspective and be uplifting. You watch Mussolini on television. Even though we don't understand what he's saying... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, he's so mesmerizing. Did I look he at, mean Pavarotti? I look, <laughs> Maybe, that's, maybe that's a likelihood that he just got the wrong Italians mixed up. I look at myself in that way. But then Tyson ups his game by saying he can't blame Adolf Hitler for admiring the Italian leader. And I quote, I know people may say, this guy's a fascist and all this stuff. But man, you can take positivity from watching him. No wonder why Hitler was attracted to him. This guy's a hypnotic figure. I feel like my left bomb. There's so much pride behind what he's saying. <laughs> I'm not even Italian, and I feel the pride he's projecting. Mm. He had that street swag. Oh. He was oh. doing this stuff with his hands and moving his head before it was even hip-hop. 
Ooh. Mike Tyson on Benito Mussolini. Do you want some stats on Mussolini for we reference? Or stats. do you see that? We need to put up stats of how many times Mike Tyson's been punched <clears throat> in the brain. Mm. How about we put up stats for that? That's not. I, I'm going to dispute. I'm going to make my argument to the case. I, I, I believe that because the shots Mike Tyson has taken to his head, I believe because of possible CTE, concussions, also the rough upbringing for Mike Tyson, that in no way compares Some to a man that the United Some States stats. military made into a lieutenant. A lieutenant. We're not talking some private. Some We're not talking a new guy that just joined the military two weeks ago. We're talking about a guy that had white supremacist views that led other military members. This individual was a lieutenant in the Coast Guard, and he had built up arms to murder U.S. citizens and U.S. officials. Plans and potential plans? How cute. We're literally about, talking, this guy was stats? on the verge of murdering. Mussolini was responsible for over 400,000 killed during World War II and another 30,000 during the Italian invasion of Ethiopia. How do you we feel would, about that? Chris <laughs> attributed directly <laughs> to him. Now, 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 one more, one more. Guess where he ranks all time? Oh, boy. There's a power the most, rankings for the, the most, the most the horrific dictators of right all time. Right back here on ESPN2. All right. Uh, <laughs> for his horrific mass murders in history, he ranks at... Lucky number 13, just behind Idi Amin. The guy was a lieutenant in the Coast Guard planning his own mass murder. Planning, planning. The guy was on the verge of killing Democrats. He was on the verge of killing government officials. That would have absolutely changed the way we govern in this country. Imagine if this guy was able to pull off what he was trying to plan. He would have killed, like, we Who caught him? Who caught him? America. Probably somebody black. I'm sure it was a black woman somewhere. Well, the, well first of all, if anybody if can, who can yeah. figure out what you're doing on your cell phone, T'Challa. there was probably a black woman. Travis. Black women will get inside your phone. They will use your thumbprint. They will use your own eyes. Wake your ass up in the middle of your if sleep. Modern, don't even know what's going on. If modern TV and movies has taught me anything, I will say that for a fact, a, uh, an, a slightly um, astute woman of color will be the judge in the federal courtroom. That's very likely. <laughs> Always. Always, Mr. Lieutenant, this is my courtroom, pulling the uh, the glasses down, and then you have to do the, uh, mm-hmm, just once. I, I would like to point out that those are just words. So again. Mike Tyson, a guy who's been hit in the head mm. for three decades, is the person you're going to hold more accountable than a guy that was in the Coast Guard as a lieutenant? Oh, those dudes, they just hang out on the boat, chill. He got bored. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gardner, uh, let me make one final play. That you had a white hey, man. man wanting to kill other white people. How didn't. is that not but important? Didn't. Dennis, look, look. You should be rooting for him with your view. Mike Tyson doesn't even know his name half the day. So Mike Tyson, he Everybody's has to be reminded that he was even in the hangover when it shows up on FX every other afternoon. He doesn't even know what's going on right now. This guy was a lieutenant in the Coast Guard looking to kill other white people. How is he not going to take 800 points off of Chris? Wait, he was looking to kill other white people? <clears throat> he was looking to kill white people. Why was he? Why were you talking about white supremacy with him then? I don't know. That's the confusing mm. thing. Why is a white supremacist killing white people? He's Man, not even he good at white supremacy. He that should right cost him. He would have came right after me. He goes, you are overweight 
and not using this white skin correctly. Exactly. How's a guy going to be a white nationalist and he's out here killing other white people? See? So he's not even good at being a white supremacist. So he's bad at his job. And you know how white people feel about other white people when they're bad at their job. Get him out of there. Thank you. Okay. I was not aware of this Mike Tyson story. Oh, boy. Catch you with the okie doke. That's something. Oh, come on, man. But it's, but it's Mike Tyson. Also, recently, was it John Cornyn? Hmm. He also of recently. Texas. He did a, a sitting. Was quoting. Uh, Congressman. Mussolini. He was. On Twitter. Yes. <laughs> with all this Mussolini. The last popular, and not, we can't even call it popular. He's like Bell Bottoms. An, an independent film. What was it? Dirty Work with Norm MacDonald, whatever he's talking to his later. Like, yeah, some guy said something about that Mussolini character, and he walked off. That's the last time I publicly heard Mussolini until this <laughs> week. I don't know. I think <laughs> it's the Do whole. Do you remember Dirty Work? <laughs> I he think was talking so. to his Italian landlord. He goes, or the pizza guy. He goes, and then he uttered something terrible about Mussolini. He goes, oh. <laughs> best, best moment in Dirty Work. Do you guys remember? Um, if I may, one line that you may have uh, missed, but uh, when they're at the frat house and they're doing the uh, deed, hello, real police? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in, the, in the cop uniform. In Norm that McDonald, scene. Artie Lang. Or along that. Right around that scene, at least, was also yeah, some Norm saying something like, "Yeah, they're doing something blatantly homoerotic." <laughs> I also talking I, about the frat dudes. How about their yeah. dad saying, "We didn't have fancy birth control methods like pulling out." <laughs> right, and there's another one with him at the uh, end. I think it's very yes. good as well. I I think underrated, real quick on Dirty Work, is the scene in the when the opera starts getting chaotic. Great, yeah. And the tape recorder falls on the reporter's head, and he, he it hurts him for a second, and he just goes, "Son of a bitch, bastard!" <laughs> for some reason, that part right there—it's a small part. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. And that one always makes me laugh. Oh my gosh! That's so amazing. all things considered, okay, that's an NPR show. Yes, it is. You keep saying, "I'm like, are they a sponsor?" Okay. Um, I was unaware so again, of we're this. Playing, if you're just tuning, we're playing Great American Race. Travis picks a damning white story. I pick a damning black story. We have yeah. credit scores that cannot be adjusted on the fly, but they will be applied, and you'll see the new totals next week. Right. Or if you have a calculator at home, feel free to keep track at home. Also, real quick to clarify here, this is the last week of February. I know we started this in the oh, middle of the God. month. Is this concluded, or do we continue into next month with this? I think this will conclude it. Okay, this, this will conclude yeah, after the it. whooping you take. Um, I mean, if this is our final one. This is our final one. Oh, I don't get to pull the R. Kelly card. You, you can, can pull it in March. March. You can pull it in That's March. That's probably a good... Oh, you mean, okay, yeah. for the standing. Okay. Right. I we'll was re- like, we're never we'll, doing this segment again? We'll restart the uh, credit scores next month. Okay, what do we got here? Um, again, Chris Gardner's sole arbiter in this case. Travis actually made a convincing argument with words them being words as opposed to Don't reward him because he actions. usually just spews garbage. Yes. Now, if they're just words, though, too, I mean, is rhetoric dangerous? I think rhetoric can be dangerous. Oh, can be. When it's tied to a, a cache of weapons. Yeah, okay. I think a guy that's physically planning hey. to murder a bunch of white people, uh, that should really cost I do. Well, a, a, a pillar, a, 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 one of the greatest black athletes of all time, Quoted and is inspired by Mussolini. Oh, I do appreciate how Travis is trying to make the story relatable by saying he's going after white people. Mm-hmm. He's, he is. I he's can't like, appreciate talk, that talk argument. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to dock 
Chris's credits. Well, I'm going to dock Travis's credit score. Oh, wow. This signifies a victory for Travis today. 50 points. Oh, damn it, Tyson. Damn it. That will drop Chris to, or excuse me, Travis to 550. Um, Chris, I'm going to dock your credit score. 10 points, and you'll finish with... Whoa, whoa, what is this? What is this? I don't, I don't know. What is this? I don't like that Mussolini character. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. Woo. Unbelievable. You went to that pro wrestling thing Saturday. You should have seen this coming. Mm. Ah. Mm-hmm. I knew the credit system was so screwed up, man. That's right. That's bull, man. That's uh, what it says more than anything. That's bull, man. If you'll uh, pardon me, I'm going to go buy a four-bedroom home. Oh, my God. Come on. Mm-hmm. Despite my income not being anywhere near where And, Travis, I will take you to a payday loan place, which oh my will put goodness. you even more in debt eventually. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my credit score. Oh, my God. So do you feel like, um, what was, uh, who's the guy, Kevin Spacey in that movie where he purposely gets himself executed? To prove that the justice system is wrong, do you feel what was that? You know what I'm talking of, about? Life of something. You know what I'm David talking about? Something. You know what I'm I talking do remember about. the movie. Do you feel like him? Do you feel a, you are a martyr for the cause because this proves, despite me just besting you mm. truthfully at this game, this also proves we have a broken system. I think we already knew we had a broken system, and I think this story illustrates how broken it really is. Is every one of that our a white man turning into in the this? military mm-hmm. just completely just can plan the mass murder now what? of innocent white people, and you white people stand by and do nothing? For shame on all of you to allow Gardner to give me such a terrible credit score when I'm trying to save your community, your saltless, seasonless, oh, non-dancing non-cultured ass community i'm still here to save your asses and you're gonna let a guy like gartner ruin that Mm. for shame to all of you happy black history month oh that'll do it for you right travis you're trying to force salt on us we have salt in our bodies i am uh i am getting here we go i I don't know no no, no, i'm nerd time i'm trying to figure this out do we we hate salt or do we need it what's going on and it's i'd have a p to say i guess Whatever's in sriracha, that's what I use. Can we talk about PETA? They got dunked on last week. Mm -hmm. PETA was very rude. Yes, so the story Chris is mentioning is that PETA, uh, we were celebrating the the death of Steve Irwin. Can we all, first off. His life, but it was the anniversary of his death. And people of course, Google put him up as uh, a Google Doodle, a Google Doodle, and Google, so Google Doodle, and it was very adorable. And it was I'm cute. writing that down. Just and a lot of people, mm-hmm. of course, uh, either grew up watching Steve Irwin, who still loves Steve Irwin. I know his daughter is still involved with what he used to do. What's her name? Bindi. Bindi, I believe. And so, um, because he was such a, 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 you know, just a glowing personality, most of everyone in the world loved Steve Irwin except for the folks at PETA, apparently, who decided to put out a tweet that essentially said that he was a a danger to animals, he hunted animals, he didn't really do anything to conserve animals. Harass the stingray. Harass the stingray was the word. And for the first time, perhaps in the history of Twitter, everyone from every corner of the internet jumped on top of PETA. Like, got in their mentions, called them out, Peter sadly doubled down, but it was... Here, you want the tweet? Yeah. Steve Irwin was killed while harassing a ray. He dangled his baby while feeding a crocodile and wrestled wild animals who were minding their own business. Today's Google Doodle sends a dangerous, fawning message. 
Wild animals are entitled to be left alone in their natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> Peter got some nerve. I got some nerve. Really? And that's how we end up with bear problems and infestations. Well, that's okay. actually happened in California where they're like, oh, we need, we need to mountain lion. Well, you can't have uh, controlled hunting. You don't hunt those things. You are now in their crosshairs if they're coming by, whatever. Eventually, they'll find you. But yeah, that's what you Eventually, do. And they that, and get to you. Unfortunately, fortunately, however you look at it, there's reasons we've gotten away from walking through mm. wolves' paths and all this other stuff. PETA, suck a whales thing, man. They, was although they, too yeah, far. yeah, that was God too. went too damn far. Steve Irwin, everybody here, do we all agree he was a ray of sunshine? He was one of the few positive things left in humanity. You know what though? His uh, this backlash at PETA gives me hope that we can still have a good time because. Yes. A lot of people, and I'm sure there were, I didn't even check all the comments, but it seemed like all the sane people came together and said, okay, PETA, back the F up on this even one. Even people who have traditionally in the past supported PETA said they went too far, and they did. And they, look, I get their brand is to be flamethrowers, to draw attention to their issues, but in this particular case, I just thought that was low-hanging fruit to go after a guy that clearly was about animal conservation, about showing the connection between the animal kingdom and the and human life and for you to attack them over a google doodle just seemed very childish and stupid and even even for a person like me who enjoys petty that was overly petty that so PETA suck a penis where does his uh oh, t-shirt where... PETA suck a penis mm. where does his uh espn sport this is sports center commercial top rank for you top five maybe top ten Definitely top 10. Unbelievably Oh, uh, was funny. the commercial that Chris is talking about with Mizzou's own John Anderson. Uh, Steve Irwin's <laughs> talking as they head towards the elevator. And the elevator opens, and it's the Florida Gator. And Steve Irwin he obviously treats it like a real gator. Backs him and up. And absolutely attacks the I gator. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Does the full-on, like, grab, yes. too. Like, whoever was inside that felt the wrath of his, uh, of his, of his grass. It could never be number one. Well, number one is always Charlie Steiner. It's Charlie Steiner. Y2K. 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 Mark McGuire, St. Louis Cardinal at the time, featured in that. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Gardner, uh, if you could uh, the final line bust, the up your, bust up your camera. Let's, uh, let's go ahead. Follow me. Follow me to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> got the lantern. He's got the lantern the, with the, the tie around his head. Yeah, fantastic. Big Charlie Mac, Steiner. Big Mac will just wrecking stuff man that and then uh i have to see when the Steiner dodgers are in town yeah this year don't you dare don't, don't charlie you Steiner. We'll try. dare charlie doesn't do a lot of radio interviews no i don't blame him but maybe we could trick him with like a luncheon or something and just uh, hold on to a microphone the one the couple times i've had him on it's he was good friends with uh brian burwell Oh, nice. So Burwell was always the hookup yeah, with not that gonna, one. i'm not gonna besmirch burwell um associate him with us yeah uh but I'm, I want to see if when they're in town, maybe I could talk to him down at the ballpark if possible, because we're coming up on an anniversary here mm -hmm. for the OJ stuff. Yeah. And Charlie's mm -hmm. background with that is fascinating. Right. Because he was working the night, the sports center desk, he was anchoring the night, the chase was going on yeah, with I all remember. that. And then when he became the Dodgers announcer and was looking for houses, the realtor took him to the house on Bundy Shut and they up. were trying to sell him that house. Shut up. And he's like, this place looks familiar. Mm. I have the clip somewhere. If, even if we don't get a chance to talk to him, I have some old clips about it that we can get to. 
later in the and year. And he did it right. Charlie did it right. Like he did he did some good times at ESPN, left on a high note. How about when he and was... took a great job with the Dodgers? And I believe he's been with the Dodgers for almost two decades now, right? right. It's been a while. It's been a while. So what a great no, gig. I don't think it's been two decades. Okay, maybe yeah. I feel like it's longer than what it has been. But to get that gig, to leave ESPN high note and then be the new voice of the LA Dodgers, living in LA, calling mm-hmm. Dodgers games, you can't beat that. It's a, ultimate dream job uh i'd be remiss to not uh, mention had some uh, heartbreaking news over the weekend uh brody stevens comic 48 years old uh part of the all things comedy network um very comedians comedian like you're seeing it now it, we'll get to it sorry I'm, I'm jumbling this up just a bit but um he hung himself over the weekend, uh, super energetic, super positive, but had a lot of demons that he dealt with uh, in regards to mental health. Uh, he's dead at 48 years old, from uh, apparently from hanging in Los Angeles. He was a former um, pitcher with Arizona State. Pitched at Arizona State. Uh, uh, they had a moment of silence, I believe, yesterday or a couple days ago. It was over the weekend, Arizona State. They just started their baseball season, and they had a moment of silence for him passing he away was over a, the weekend. He was actually a fixture at Cubs spring training mm. uh, as well. Joe Madden, uh, the first time since he was a Ray, uh, said some things that I agreed with. He was, uh, he was speaking very highly of Brody. Um, Brody Stevens is, and he was friends with and worked with, like Zach Galifianakis and, and that crew. He was in The Hangover and Hangover Part 2. He's one of these guys that... It just shows how Hollywood works. They never quite figured him out. And then you have him probably living in like a not-so-great apartment. And then you have his contemporaries like Zach Galifianakis being the biggest stars in the world. So it just shows how close, no matter the degree, uh, the, I guess the disparage in, uh, in what he accomplished on a large scale, right? So very sad, but the positive part about this is I've, don't know that I've seen so many people speak positively about someone, and it's a tragedy. and uh, And I felt weird about it too because I try not to. I do this thing where it's probably a fault, but I try not to co-opt people's grief too much. And then I sometimes I'm like, it's okay to say you feel bad or whatever too. So I'm trying to be better about that. But I actually uh, I was around Brody a little bit down in Phoenix, but I became friends with one of his best friends. Guy, he's a comic by the name of Eric Oligny, uh, based in L.A. as well. If you listen to Brody Stevens' Festival of Friendship, you can hear him on there. Um, but I felt really bad for him, and mm. I got to know him. And I wasn't trying to make it about me or anything, but I just, you know, it, we may talk to Eric this week, um, just because he's got some really nice things to say. But overwhelming positivity, just laced in with no one understood I guess or they did but they were struggling to understand how they could appreciate and love someone so much and yet he was still just battling those demons inside too and unfortunately we'll see it 50 more times a million more times in our lifetime right but what a I don't know if it's perfect timing or what but small to large black white everybody speaking up it didn't have a damn one thing bad to say about the guy. No, everybody talked about his energy. Everyone talked about how kind Positive he was to energy. everybody else. And I think, yeah. And you got it. We've, we've worked with the, the great guys over at Project Wake Up when we talk about the stigma. Yeah, and, and St. Louis Counseling Services. And St. Louis like, Service. Yeah. So we, we've had these conversations before, and unfortunately, we've seen over the last couple of years of some very funny, energetic comedians take their lives. And mm-hmm. I think, it, it, I think, 
now because of social media, you'll hear a lot more comedians talk more openly about it. But we're still at the point. Well, even just mental health being discussed is becoming more of more a thing. open. People are becoming still more not, open to discussion. There's still and a stigma. But absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and especially in the, uh, the comics community, it's it's always difficult to deal with because it's such a lonely journey becoming mm-hmm. a stand-up. Um, and over time, you you find friends and people within the community. To it's help a selfish build you endeavor up. too. You it know? is a selfish so there is endeavor. a lot of it's it's all about forced you. isolation. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. it is forced. You know, when you're sitting at home or you're you, you'll have a guy writing like, to yourself, or you're telling yeah. jokes to yourself in the car, and you're going over routine with yourself, and it can be very lonely and isolating. And I think um, even when we have a general idea what someone is going through, we never really know what they're going through. So I, I think some of the best advice I heard from all of the comedians who love Brody and his work. A lot of people were simply saying, look, don't be in a position necessarily to just reach out because you can, but just do so to check up on them. You're not necessarily that friends and family can always help a person with this. Mm -hmm. Some people just think, well, if you have friends and family, you can ease through this process. That's not always the case. That's nearly not always enough. You could have every therapist, every medicine going right, everything. And you still something strikes you that moment, you walk out in front of a car. Yeah, absolutely. It was surreal, though. I went back and listened to some podcasts. There was a great one with with, uh, Eric producing and then Sam Tripoli and Eddie Pepitone and Brody talking about comedy, talking about life on the road. And it was really sad, the few parts. It was an amazing podcast because they were just talking about life right. and all this stuff. But um, highly recommend that. And they're doing the final Festival of Friendship Wednesday as a tribute to Brody. So That's cool. check out Eric and whoever he's got on there with him. But they were talking about it, and he was discussing the meds he was switching in and out of, how he felt, all those things. And it's one of those things where if you've ever had an issue like that or know somebody, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I mean, I guarantee you he felt there was no other, he's like, what is, what else do I need to do? Because it's, this is the end of the line. Like that's, and that, and you saw him talking about that and that's just so disappointing. And I think part of when these things happen is we internalize this stuff and be like, of course, that dude, he right. had Comedy Central specials. He just had a Netflix special. That dude, like, there's a lot of pressure he, he, in this and industry. a loved guy, a cool guy. So yeah, so peace with his family and all his friends. Absolutely, you, could, you should only, you should wish, you could only wish to have the impact, obviously, that this guy has had on so many people. And you know what? Support him. Go back and uh, listen to some podcasts. Go back and check that out because that makes you realize too. Like maybe live in the moment just a little bit more. Because I went back and watched this stuff and. He is, he's very funny. You don't have to love it, but there is some genius there that was uh, definitely worth checking out. Definitely so again, gone too soon. Gone too soon, and again, thoughts and uh, everything with his friends and family, and uh, we hope, uh, we hope some, some more good comes out of this. So never an easy topic, but uh, it is a good time to tell you about St. Louis Counseling Services. If ever there was a transition that could be made from that news, it's St. Louis Counseling Services Mental Health Matters with Tom Duff. He's had uh, the great Corey Hirsch former goaltender in the NHL on, talking about things our friends from Project Wake Up have been on it. Benjamin Hockman has been on it. Just yes, go to uh, go to their website. That's the best way to do it. They do a, a great video open on all that. And uh, again, St. Louis Counseling Services, Mental Health Matters. Shout out to them and all of their great work that they do. Gardner, I know we have a poll to get to in Fair or Foul. Have we missed anything that you uh, thought was oh, pertinent nice. on the Oh, rundown? nice try, pal. Oh, nice try. So, yeah, you can give Gartner credit for your little stupid great American race, so you won this round. It still was not a good weekend for white America. 
And you know how I know? Why? Why? Because a really rich white man got into some white man trouble. Wait, 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 wait. Like, wait, 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 wait. You're peacocking around whenever the the black community's R. Kelly is in a much worse. Let's go to the graphic here, Travis, before you get ahead of yourself. Oh, boy. Because I don't know if you want to couch it that way Uh-oh. necessarily. What do we got? I think oh, you'd dear. say parlor table. Oh that boy, way. sex crimes <laughs> and videotape. If you're uh, listening, we've got a lovely graphic with Mr. Kraft standing with Donald Trump next to our Kelly. Also, now, this is a bad timing for Robert Kraft too, because in my opinion, there is nowhere anywhere near. An association between the two and the horribleness of the two both not good but uh what a very bad time for him to get busted in one of these things as uh we're not the first people to put the two of them together on a graphic i'm sure I'm also there. travis mm-hmm. oh boy There's now our kelly mugshot now a lot of people pointed this robert out. kraft doesn't have one yet and might not he's not by on the way the, he's not on the lamb either they just want to talk to him, right? Mm. I read an article saying that he might not have one as well. Oh, boy. Surprise. So if you want to go into there's your opportunity. Well, funny thing about this photo of Robert Kelly, R. Kelly, is that that is the exact same jail cell yeah. that Jesse Smollett is currently at in Chicago. Chicago. Bad week for black entertainers. Yeah, it's been a tough one. So R. Kelly, of course, was arrested over the weekend, charged with 10 counts of... Counts, <laughs> the remix to conviction as Jamie Crock calls it. Yeah. And so he's looking at upwards to 60 to 70 years in prison. And he had a bail set at $1 million for those who have been to jail. That, means that you seems post more that than Robert Kraft. It is. Mm-hmm. But R Kelly currently cannot post bail. Apparently he doesn't have the cash, the $100,000 to get out of jail. So, R. Kelly remains in custody right now in Chicago. He cannot, Boy, that shows he has been. Uh, oh yeah, he has isolated himself. Uh, that he is, and that he's been paying a lot of lawyers, and he's been paying a lot of people off, as well. So, uh, this, as the story goes with R. Kelly, there was apparently videotape uh, from some years back that was handed to the Chicago Police Department. Apparently, the rumor is that the person that he had been paying off was no longer receiving any more payments. And so they decided to take the video to the police. And it's a, there's a St. Louis connection. Michael Avenetti has possession of the videos? Yes. He apparently, Michael Parkway Avenetti, North. the lawyer who it's was what representing says. Stormy Daniels, he says he has additional video. You know, horrible thing to say that you have. Right? I tell you what, for a guy you know, like... Games I could see someone Certainly. claiming yeah. mistaken identity or Certainly. something along And that. we've seen that before, which is actually was, was one of the many defenses that R. Kelly put up many years ago when he was initially on mm-hmm. trial and there was videotape for child, right. pornography. for child pornography. So in this case, they, it looks as if Clark Kelly is dead to rights. I will say that while, yes, it is a bad look for a black entertainer, it has been African-Americans and African-American women in particular that have gone after R. Kelly to make sure he faces justice for his crimes. And so while, yes, a guy that was heavily celebrated in the black community, the black community also is making sure this guy is brought to justice. Well, his lawyer doesn't really believe any of the women. I think all the women are lying. Yes, this has become, hey, R. Kelly. I can say R. Kelly did something. Boom. There was a, a press conference yesterday 
oh, these two girls were assaulted by R. Kelly, and the lawyer stood there with a picture of LL Cool J. What? Interesting. Is that, is that true? Uh, I believe it is, but I believe that the idea surrounding that is that the alleged incident, or one of the incidents, took place when R. Kelly and LL Cool J were performing together on a certain date. And so the reason they were showing the photo, so this is horrible. my understanding at least, mm -hmm. was the girl or girls, I'm not sure what it is in this case, in this particular instance, um, were showing proof that they were kind of backstage. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of why it was presented. That's my understanding. That. That could be way off, but that's what I had read. Got it. So, ugh, Looking at R. Kelly's stuff. financial situation, I think it's going to be the key to this entire situation because R. If Kelly, he, out of it. he had some world-class dream team style lawyers uh, less than 20 years ago when he was facing allegations of child pornography. This go around, this gentleman looks like he's all but a public defender. I'm not sure if that's going to work when you're facing 10 counts and the FBI is involved. So we'll see how this plays out, but I think it was a triumphant day for justice that a guy like R. Kelly is currently behind bars. Look, we can sit up here. We may find, I think out of the 50 stories about R. Kelly, three may be a lie. Three, four, five are a lie. I find it very difficult to believe that the vast majority of those stories are false, considering how detailed those accounts have been from a lot of these alleged here's, victims. Here's one thing too, and I'd like to get your guys' perspective here. I'm a perspective. We giver. like to make fun of things, right? Right. Mm -hmm. There's the R. Kelly story. There's the Robert. I uh, sneakily, stealthy, stealthily, mm -hmm. stealthily, uh -huh. stealthily um, got you off the Robert Kraft story by oh. just mentioning oh, R. So R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I was thinking about both these stories over the weekend because I, I was saying, you know, on Friday I was trying to come up with you know Horrific. phrases to use and stuff. <laughs> but there's also an element very obvious element that needs to be acknowledged that both these crimes it's not just solicitation necessarily right. with robert Kraft, right uh, you know getting prostitutes down in jupiter it's, it was a human trafficking right. investigation right so i uh, do you do you, I, I find myself wanting to make craft for that huh do you fault well Kraft that's the thing that? we don't know yeah like what if he does know mm. or did know that is i mean exponentially worse yes yeah yeah like I don't necessarily have a problem with someone going and getting a prostitute. It is what it is, yeah. yeah. The, uh, we I, have, do have I a, know people that do that. We have a question uh, from the text line. Uh, if you want to text in, feel free. You can remain anonymous, 314-669-1431. Uh, are we worried that Adam Schefter said Kraft isn't the biggest name that is going to come out of the bust because it happened in Jupiter, Florida. I think a lot of people. Cardinal yeah. Spring Training. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there's a name bigger than Robert Kraft that's no. on the Cardinals. You would have to get into fans that are card. Like if, um, I don't even want to say his name. If there were a celebrity that were down there watching, that could potentially be bigger than Robert there Kraft. Are a lot of Robert wealthy, Kraft is a big name. There are a lot yeah. of wealthy people who live in the Jupiter area. I know there was a joke online that showed a, and this was a joke, and this is only alleged, we don't think it's true, but Tiger Woods sweating. 
So it was just thinking about people who lived in the area, mm-hmm. have homes in the area, yeah. who maybe be bigger than Robert Kraft. I saw that name, like I said, I mean, jokingly come up. Like it's, it can't Again, be like the it can't be, be like the head of Pfizer. No. Like just right. Yeah, right. It has Kraft to be like, is not only extremely wealthy; he's a celebrity. So yeah. it could be Schefter. I don't he know could if be he would be covering. Up, but. Well, he could be upping his own uh, stock too. Like, ooh, Schefter. But it's not. On it's, and, not big. and not to say there isn't anyone big. But I mean, we haven't known Adam Schefter to just blow hot air. I mean, the guy hasn't. He's been more right than wrong on I most things. I don't know. I don't have the. I mean, he's one of the most reputable sports journalists in the game. I haven't right heard now. of a bigger name thus far. No, I haven't either, and there could be a reason for that as well. But it better appear quickly then, if but that's I, but, your, what you're stating. But I, you're right. I think you're correct in that because regard too. If you're making that statement, you would think that at least you would have an inkling as to what those other names might be, and you might not be able to report them yet. Right, very but true. you would like to think you would at least have an idea. If you're just going with, yeah, there's bigger names, if that's what you're going with, okay. I don't know if that would make you feel comfortable as a reporter, though. True. You would probably dig a little more. Well, I hope he think. did. He literally... Did, uh, he does a... I mean, he gets inside info. He does. And look, he didn't just say it on a tweet. He was in front of cameras on live on ESPN. So I'm assuming that he has something bigger. I would hope I, that if you're going to go on I national tweeted, television, well, maybe think about that. I tweeted out, you know, I'm here for the, you know, how many rings does he need jokes or whatever. Right. And I could also see someone just looking at that being like, yeah, I'm not in the mood for anything like that today. Mm-hmm. And I, I was waiting for some people to turn on people like that. going, Oh, that's PCBS culture. And I'm like, that's not, that wouldn't be the case. I could actually understand how someone just would say their perspective is completely different with right. the story. Mm-hmm. They're not focusing on Robert Kraft or R. Kelly. They're focusing on the victims, which is probably probably what we should do. Right. I have not done so. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just because that's not. I don't. I don't know why. Well, well yeah, well, it's easy to pick on a guy who has no, who always. And also with the backstory, sometimes football. you want to find something to. The Greitens thing had very sort of details with it, mm-hmm. but but there's a villain. There's also yes, and and a comical villain. At yeah, that. and there are times when the story lends itself. Any story that's right. could well, how be you, in you bad of nature is going to have that. What's the first thing you guys think of when you think of Robert Kraft? Just boom, Robert Kraft. What do you think? Uh, dancing with Cardi B. Robert Kraft. Patriots. The drunken interview is what I think of, which yeah. makes him a kooky cartoon character. So him getting busted for getting a handy is a funny concept. Then you break it down a little further, and it's like, that was a sex slave who thought they were coming here to yeah. get a job. Then you're like, ugh. I think you get, yeah, I think you can, there are ways to, I mean, you try to find comedic ways to touch on things like that, right? I don't know if you need to say touch on things like but that. But yes, very true. Put it in. There, and there you go. <laughs> but I think at least acknowledging the other parts yeah, of the story, sure. too, because they're very uncomfortable to I, discuss. I, no, I think part of it is no one wants to necessarily discuss mm-hmm. or get into that. Like, right. it's an I, uncomfortable, I, I awkward it's conversation. No, it's, it is, my, it, it's unbelievably horrible and then you get into the whole thing of like listen don't put that energy on craft if he didn't know that if, if this is just something he does his wife died he you know he's a rich guy he goes out and does what he does now again if he knew somehow and i would be probably extremely impossible to prove that he knew then that's another story but here's my question and i'm not why are we plus, why does it plus matter there's, this, there's the sex 
there's the tape involved with crack. Right, too. that's the question the police brought up. Said that which there was, Roger Goodell will destroy. Well, yes, I'll pretend it never. <laughs> See, happened. it's hard not to make a joke about it. But the thing know. is, I think to that point though, I, I I'm sorry, but even the oh, I did not know it was sex trafficking. That doesn't fly either. If Robert Kraft was mm. parading around trying to get hand jobs and he was paying for it, he was still committing a crime. Correct. But so I think are, in that yeah, regard, but right. as, as we run into with you, hold there on. are levels. Hold on. There are, I think there are levels. Hold At on. the same time, there's a standard. Never mind. I'm letting you go. See, you got to let me go on this one because there still should be a standard for a man that owns an NFL team. I just told you, though, that I have no problem with people soliciting okay. prostitution. That well, I'm oh, coming well, yeah, from, yeah. from personally, my view... Mm-hmm. I just don't care. Oh, right. there is, oh that's fair. That's a, I mean, but you see there are uh, there that. are other aspects of the story that would make me feel differently. Okay. Yeah. It's not just a straight up. Oh, this wasn't an independent woman saying like, I right. can charge this dummy a thousand dollars to right. touch him or whatever it is, and like that. I'm for that. Like, hey, do your thing if that's how you can make your money. Um, but yes, you're, you guys it's are a, right. Yeah. This is different. But but again, there's levels. We'll talk about. Uh, we good moving uh, to the next thing. Yeah, I, I, I have wanna, something I'd like to admit. No, I just too. Wanna, I, Jeff Perlman, I think, sent out the tweet of the weekend. Of course, Jeff Perlman, friend of the show. Yeah, friend uh, of the show. He sent out the tweet that says the NFL will absolve Robert Kraft of any and all sins because you can solicit prostitutes, you can punch women, you can kill dogs, you can do drugs, the top drugs. You just can't kneel to protest police brutality yeah. against African-Americans. Because I did see one person, because one of the jokes I saw was, good. would it be funny to protest Robert Kraft if players mm. took two knees mm. next year? Mm. So there, there were a number of things, and I'm, I'm, right. I'm conflicted because I'm also it seeing is, people yeah. respond with, the story here is human trafficking. I'm like, gosh, darn it, they're probably right. Yeah, and, but I, for sure. It, I had trouble pulling back and yeah. not jokingly viewing the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, ca- I'm just trying to call myself out. Uh, before we get to uh, the polls, get your fair fouls in if you haven't yet. We've got $10. Two buzzes. Hawaiian Grill. Wonderful family-owned. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it works. Oh, boy. Wonderful family-owned business. Uh, right here in town, you can get a gift certificate. If you win, that's wall at weareliveradio.com. You have just a few minutes before we jump into that, and we've got the melee uh, that happened to be in the morning this time. Um, I need to admit something. Oh. The Jesse Smollett case um, still gets weirder and weirder and, and odd and all this stuff. But now I'm left in a position of Travis looking at me like I'm a steak. He's literally salivating right now. Mm. <sighs> I listened to a podcast uh, with one Adam Carolla. What? Not the regular one. This is every Saturday. What? Multiple listeners. This is interesting. And let me guess. You had an opinion about something, and then all of a sudden someone on Adam Carolla's show helped change Man, your I'm opinion you, on I'm telling you, you, want, you want me to vote for you? Go on Rogan. I'll, I'll, if you want, me to, if you want, to, if you want your legal case changed in my eyes, go talk to Carolla. And it's not Carolla. It's Chris, he's a communist. Yeah, he went on Rogan. <laughs> that Mussolini, see, Chris has a problem with Mussolini. Uh-huh. If Mussolini went on right. Carolla's podcast, uh-huh. you know what? Some of his ideas, right. I think, were just misunderstood. Right, oh. yeah. Saddam Hussein sat down in the garage with Mark Maron, and I have oh. a way different perspective <laughs> on uh, where he's coming from. It's tough. It's lonely as a dictator. It's so tough, <laughs> man. Very difficult. Man, you really broke it down. You were talking about his childhood, Mark. Great job. Mm. Um, the co host of the podcast. Yeah, who could that be? It's called Reasonable Doubt. Uh-huh. Uh, I highly recommend it. It is actually interesting because uh, Corolla tends to go uh, hard work, shut up, and uh, no time for uh, bitching. And Mark Garrigus is an Armenian guy who's a just 
fair trial lawyer, number one. He's represented Chris Brown multiple occasions, Scott Peterson, Just among many others. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Just crushed mm-hmm. it with Colin Kaepernick. So good that you can't even talk about how much Colin Kaepernick made. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate Gergis, but I always know, hey, he's literally, this is an advertising platform for him as well. So careful what you believe in what he's saying, right? Because he said multiple times, like, oh, Kaepernick will be signed next week. And then it doesn't happen. And I realize that's him posturing for his client. Totally get it. Right. So you just got to know what you're hearing. He has made the decision to be part of the counsel team or consult for uh, one Jussie Smollett. And I'm sitting here laughing. I was like, damn it. Because I like it when he's not representing someone because he'll talk smack and he'll go. He'll take the talk, like, to the line, and I think he gets in trouble in court because people will play the podcast and be like, he's giving a lot of information out on this giant podcast. So I was upset because I was like, damn it, he's not going to give a real opinion on it. He's going to give client opinions. Then he starts going in on making points of, he's like, this police chief grandstanding? He's like... Who was on Good Morning America t- Yeah, he today, goes, this police way. chief in Chicago of all places with all the issues they've had? He goes, he goes on there, this thing about, uh, this thing about getting... Um, a, a pay bump. Jussie didn't say that. Where does that come from? And you start thinking about it, and I'm thinking, all I want to do is make fun of Jussie Smollett. It is the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. He's ruined these two <laughs> Nigerian brothers' lives along with his. And it's just, it was a, such a selfish, dumb thing he did. Super fun to make fun of, right? Mm-hmm. Outside allegedly. of, allegedly. 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 Um, and then now Garrigus is going on. He's like, you want to fire me up? He's like, start saying somebody should get thrown away before you go through the steps of the process. He's like, that kills me more than anything. And I sat there and I listened to his points. And damn it if I didn't come away going, Jussie deserves some, some review. Jussie reserve Now, if that was Johnny Cochran back in his uh, mm-hmm, his day, mm-hmm. I would have been like, Cochran, get your ass out of I here. I see the problem. Lock his ass I up. I see the problem. I need now. an Armenian, a, a gentle spoken Armenian man to if tell me how to Jesse think. If it's Jussie Smollett, you must oh, acquit. There it is. <laughs> I, think, I think I get it now. I get why Chrissy... Chadwick Boseman did not go on a Corolla podcast to talk about Black Panther, mm-hmm. hence why Chris is very apprehensive towards the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a few of the I've cast seen the movie. I saw it in it. theaters. Yeah, but you're still like... It was fine. Thor Ragnarok better than Black Panther. But I also... Listen, you saw me work in the crowd over the weekend at the Oscars. I get it. If it's big in the black community, more power to you. Just don't tell me it's better than the movie Sideways. <laughs> the widest thing that's ever been widened on the show. And on that note, let's jump into the melee results, shall we? <sighs> what a great question this morning, Garter. Way to stoke the fire. Is Black Panther or Green Book, which won the Best Picture Oscar last I'm not night? even looking at the results yet. A better Spartan, movie. Did you vote? Did you vote? I did vote. I did vote. I voted too. And the winner? The results, percentage-wise. I've, I've not seen Green Book, but I was so happy you did this. It's I 51 to 49%. Shut up! What's the final score? Please. Are you serious? Don't do this. 51 we are live radio on to Twitter. 49%. You're kidding me. Oh, God. Please don't. And do the this. winner. Please don't do this to me. Is Green Book. Wow. <laughs> I don't even want to do the Academy today. The Academy you know has what? spoken. And I, so have the is, voters. This is. So mm. you're the only one in the room who's seen Green Book. And I've seen Black Panther. This I is voted. racist as hell. It won Best Picture. It, won, it beat Black Panther in the Best Picture category last night, Travis. Mm. Mm. Let's get to Fair or Foul. Mm. I'm tired Mm-mm-mm-mm. of this mess. Let's play some Fair or Foul, everybody. At this defining moment, change has come to America. You cool with Obama People yet again? People often ask me, 
What's fair or foul? It's always scolding black Is it a segment? Don't scold me, Obama. Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Can't scold that. Time will be a true test of its power. I would rock that. But I can say, fair or foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or foul. It's the segment that Billy Porter, I would imagine, called fabulous. It's time for the people's fair or foul. We asked you about men's fashion inspired by the Oscars last night. I'm looking forward to these. Winner gets 10 bucks to Buzz's Wine Grill. Very excited about that. <laughs> Wrong country? Foul. But only for practical reasons. A guy should never wear something that requires help from three of your boys just to take a wee-wee. Good point. He said piss. I don't want to mess up his art. That's Jamie Croc. Nice. Mm-hmm. So a gay black man wears a dress to the Oscars and you want a bunch of straight white guys because we know no one else listens to make funny comments about it? Not a chance. <laughs> nice. There. Triangle Assassin. <laughs> you know, I'm... I, I met Triangle Assassin yesterday at the uh, Poskers. Nice. Fine gentleman and thank you for the support. Triangle son, Assassin. His son, his son was a badass. Look, look, if I can... If Triangle Assassin can start to evolve, then we as people can evolve. Who said he was... He was bad. He was. I say that's smart. Fair. Although I would have gone with a cape, a wife beater, and culottes. C u l o t t e s. What's that? I don't know. I'm not a fashion designer. TTs, pink eye. Nice. Wow. So people are supporting this. That'll do it for fair or foul today. Who you got, Gardner? Ooh. I'm going to go Triangle Assassin. I'm going Triangle Assassin. It's a sweep. Triangle Assassin mm. wins. Congratulations to him. $10 to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. You guys are awesome. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in on the live stream. You can keep it going. Uh, this live stream is made possible because of the great folks at Tech Electronics. Our buddy Joe out and about yesterday. Thanks to him for stopping by. Visit techelectronics.com for their capabilities. They helped out our studio. They can help your business become more technology efficient because they provide systems and services that help their customers work smarter, feel safer, and collaborate more effectively. Great stuff today, gentlemen. Uh, Love it. We're going to be back tomorrow on the live stream at 8 a.m. Gardner, any parting words, sir? No. No. Check us out. Again, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. If you haven't, leave us a review. You guys are so kind for supporting us. Check out midcoast.media if you want to see what we've been up to and future projects that we'll do with our new company and our new studios right here in the great... Grand Center in the Dot Zach building. I actually do have one thing for tomorrow. Mm. Chris Davis. Oh, from KSDK. It's coming by for the nine o'clock hour. The redheaded wonder. Well, you I know what? Let's Chris see if Davis. we can get Chris to play a little recasting call with us tomorrow. Okay. Mm. We'll do that. Guys, thank you so much. Again, check out WeAreLiveRadio.com if you need more information. Midcoast.media if you want to know what we've been up to. For Travis, for Gardner, for uh, Mike Tyson and Mussolini, Mm. we're back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. Thanks, everybody.